Hey y'all, and welcome to my podcast, Unshackled Souls. Uh, This is a podcast where we're going to talk about some pretty tough topics. uh, Things like breaking the cycle, uh, releasing toxic traits that you've been raised with. I know a lot of us struggle with that. We also discuss mental health struggles, how to cope with these struggles on a daily basis, uh, fears and difficulties of parenthood, how to overcome obstacles that you never knew you would have uh, due to mental illness or, you know, other struggles on a day-to-day basis. And most importantly, we talk about positivity. We talk about self-love, self-care, and how important it is to put yourself first. Uh, I'm your host, Amanda, and today we're going to be discussing a little bit about my journey and what it has taken for me to get here. I had a fairly straightforward upbringing. You know, my dad worked a lot. We moved to Pennsylvania from New York because my parents wanted us to have a better life. Uh, My dad, he actually commuted back and forth from New York to Pennsylvania on a daily basis for work. Uh, He worked a lot. Uh, We always were in the house with my mom most of the time, me and my three siblings. Uh, You know, growing up mentally and emotionally, things were tough. You know, a lot of times... If we were sad, we were depressed, it wasn't things that we spoke about. It, weren't, it wasn't something that, you know, my parents particularly focused on. You know, I come from a traditional Puerto Rican household where mental health is not something we discuss. You know, we don't talk about therapy. We don't talk about depression. We don't talk about, you know, being sad, depressed. We don't talk about difficulties that we were having, you know, emotionally, um, things that were causing stress, you know, to us mentally. You know, a lot of minority households have this mindset and had this mindset while I was growing up that, like, mental health is this taboo, unspoken thing that just wasn't discussed. And, you know, unfortunately, that comes back to the old days and, you know, the old school when, you know, people just dealt with what was going on. They just, they didn't speak about it. They didn't talk about it. They just dealt with whatever mental health struggles they had or they you know pushed it deep down and pretended like it wasn't going on and it wasn't until I actually got pregnant with my daughter at 16 and I started college that I truly began to feel like okay something's not right here you know I don't feel like myself you know I might need some help this is not okay um throughout school especially in high school I really struggled you know, with my classes, my parents had me in all honors classes. Um, They always felt like we should be striving to be better and we should be striving to get better grades, which, you know, it's, it's nothing wrong with that. But especially when you're somebody that's struggling to focus, somebody that's struggling or that feels like, you know, just out of place, always out of step. That's what I felt like. I felt like I was always out of step you know, but getting below a B was not allowed in our house. You know, even when you got a B, it wasn't good enough. My parents would tell us, oh, why didn't you get an A? You know, what happened? Why didn't you get an A plus? Why didn't you get a hundred? So, you know, it was really difficult. It was difficult for me to keep up with my classes. I constantly felt like my peers were doing better or things came so easy to them. When I would study, I felt like, just, I wasn't getting it, you know, like something was going on. I couldn't focus. I couldn't stay on task. And, you know, it wasn't until years later in my adult life that I actually realized and was diagnosed with ADHD and uh, bipolar disorder, which my psychiatrist said 
would have been linked to why I struggled so much in school. But as I stated, you know, these were not things that my parents discussed. These weren't things that my family focused on. You know, growing up in a traditional Puerto Rican household, you know, my parents, they didn't discuss that when they were growing up. You know, they didn't discuss mental health issues. They didn't discuss depression. They didn't discuss, you know, emotional instability with their parents. So how were they going to discuss it with us? How were they going to be able to approach the topic while raising us? You know, it's just something that a lot of minority households, they just don't talk about. And it was no different for us growing up. You know, I actually went through a long span of depression, spanned for years, and nobody noticed, you know, my parents didn't notice, family didn't notice, you know, nobody noticed that I was struggling, nobody noticed that, you know, I was so depressed, and it wasn't until I attempted suicide in my 20s that I had someone actually notice. And this was someone that I was in a relationship with at the time that relationship was toxic, but I didn't know any better. And this was the only person that actually took notice and said, you need help, like something's going on. But it took, you know, me attempting suicide to have someone notice and confront me and say, something's not right. What's going on with you? But you know, as I stated, I wasn't raised, you know, opening up to those feelings and I wasn't raised to feel those emotions. You know, my mother growing up, even into my adulthood now, she actually suffers from mental health issues herself. You know, she refuses to get help for them. She always says nothing's wrong with her. She's fine. Um, you know, she says, oh, well, if I need help, you guys all need help too because nothing's wrong with me. And it's just one of those things when we look back at breaking the cycle, you know, she doesn't know any better because growing up, she wasn't taught any better about mental health. She wasn't taught any better about what services are out there, you know, what, you know, getting help actually could do for her. So raising us, she didn't know any better. You know, and even to today with things that are so progressive in society and things that have changed uh, surrounding mental health and how people are more, more open to getting help, she's still not at that place. You know, she's still not at that place where she can sit there and admit that she needs help, where she can sit there and say, okay, something's not right with me. I need to look inside myself and I need to do what I need to do to be better for myself. Because at the end of the day, it's not about everyone else. It's about you. It's about how you're feeling. It's about what are you doing for you to help you get through the day-to-day struggles of life. Because let's be honest, life is hard. You know, there's so many things that are going wrong in the world and things are just hard. Things are difficult. And if you don't take care of yourself, unfortunately, you're just not going to make it. And you know, honestly, this is something that I struggle with throughout my whole life. And I've just recently come to the realization that I need to do better for me. And doing better for me makes me better for my kids, makes me better for my wife, makes me better for anyone that comes in contact with me. 
you know, growing up, I didn't have that close relationship with my mother. So I didn't have anyone to look up to. I didn't have anyone that I can say, okay, this is the type of mother. Or this is the type of parent I want to be when I grow up. To me, that close relationship that came with being a parent or came with being a mom, you know, while I was close with my dad in some aspects, I never had that with my mom. You know, that was something that I saw on TV, something that, you know, you wish for. You wish like, okay, I wish I could have this relationship with my mother. I wish I could have that openness, that communication. But because of her mental instability, I never was able to have that. You know, and she played a huge role and it took a major toll on my mental health, my siblings' mental health when we were raised because we spent most of our time with her while my dad worked. So we constantly dealt with that mental instability and we constantly dealt with those struggles she was dealing with while raising us. And when she would project her suffering onto us, it was something that we constantly had to deal with. You know, when I had my first child, I always told myself, I said, this is not something I want to do. I always told myself, I'm going to do better. I always told myself, I don't want to project my mental health issues onto my child, onto any future children that I have. So it wasn't until I had my first child that I said, I need to do something to break the cycle. I need to do something to free myself from the toxicity that I am feeling weighed down by, that I need to do something to make myself better, a better person, a better me, a better mother for my child and my future children. And honestly, it took years for me to get to the place where I am now where I can say, you know what, I'm a better me, I'm a better mother, I'm a better partner, I'm a better friend. But it took time and I had to be willing to put in the work. I had to be willing to put in the effort. You know, I had to learn that there's nothing wrong with asking for help. There's nothing wrong with being in therapy. There's nothing wrong with taking medication if you need it. And don't get me wrong. A lot of these doctors nowadays, they're out here. They're pill pushers. You know, they want to put everybody on medication. They want to quote unquote, fix you with pills. And, you know, I'm only an advocate for medication if it's going to help you. If you're somebody that you take medication and you've tried many different forms of medication and it doesn't help you, then obviously I'm not an advocate for you being on something that's not working for you. But there's nothing wrong if you take medication and it does help. And it took me a long time to realize that there's nothing wrong with taking medication. And I take medication and it actually does work for me. You know, that's a little bit different than other people. But for me, it works. For me, going to therapy, for me, taking care of myself, for me, taking medication, that plan works for me. And that's okay because everybody's plan and everybody's journey is completely different. So, you know, the past couple of years, I've really struggled, but I know I've also grown and I've also come far as well. And there were some things that I learned through my growth process the past couple of years and that I'm still learning every day. You know, one of the things I learned is that other people's behavior is on them. You know, it's not our job to take responsibility for someone else's actions. And I know a lot of us put that on ourselves. You know, a lot of us feel bad. A lot of us absorb 
you know, those emotions of other people. A lot of us absorb those actions of our friends, of our family members. And we say, okay, well, they must have done this because of something I did. Or maybe there was a way I could have stopped them from behaving that way. But it's not our responsibility to take, you know, responsibility for other people's actions. Their behaviors are on them and them alone. But your behaviors are on you. So the choices that you make, you have to take accountability for that. You have to take responsibility for your actions because your actions, just like someone else's actions are theirs and theirs alone, so are yours. Your actions are yours alone. You know, there's going to be times where you do things in life and you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. You have to be willing to stand up and take accountability for that. You have to be willing to stand up and own up to your behaviors and say, listen, I shouldn't have done that. I wasn't the best me when I did that. And that's okay. But you have to own that. Something else I learned was that most people actually project their feelings and insecurities onto others. So a lot of times when someone's bringing you down or someone down or someone's not supporting you or someone's not in your corner, it's because they're projecting. They're projecting their feelings, their insecurities onto you. They're projecting things that they wish they could do, things that they wish they could have. They're projecting that onto you and that has nothing to do with you. That is not your fault. I also get to choose what I let in and what goes out and what is not good for me. And this is the most important thing I feel because a lot of times, especially when it comes to family and it comes to the old school mindset, you'll hear, well, this is your family regardless. You have to love them. You have to talk to them because you're family. I don't believe in that. I don't subscribe to that philosophy. To me, if someone is toxic and they're bringing me down and they're weighing me down with their toxicity and they're sitting there and they're not good for my life, they're not good for my kid's life, then they're not going to be in my life. They're not going to be in my kid's life. And I'm not going to feel bad about that because I'm doing what's best for me. I'm doing what's best for my children. And I get to choose who I let in my life. I get to choose who I have around. I get to choose who's good for me and who's not emotionally. Because emotional manipulation is never okay. And being manipulated to say, this person is your family, you should be talking to them. You should allow them around. You should have a relationship with them. That's a form of emotional manipulation. And that's never okay. And you have to be willing to stand up and say, I'm making this choice for me. And I'm making this choice for my family. And I'm okay with whatever the outcome is. I'm going to let the chips fall where they may. Because I'm okay with this. Because this is what's best for me. I also learned recently that sometimes you have to be willing to walk away. And this is something that I've struggled with my whole entire life. And I still struggle with now. You know, sometimes you just have to walk away from people. Sometimes you just have to say, okay, I'm done. Sometimes you just have to say, I can't change you as a person. And I'm not going to judge you and your behaviors. But your behaviors and you as a your behaviors and you as a person is just not okay for me in my life. Now, another thing is be grateful for where you are. Be grateful, have gratitude. You know, gratitude can be a superpower. You know, you got to be grateful for what you have at all times. I know a lot of us are struggling right now. I know a lot of us are in a place that we don't want to be, but 
still be grateful, still be humble. You know, another thing I've learned is that emotional maturity is worth striving for and something a lot of people lack in today's world. You know, it's one thing to be mature, but it's another thing to have emotional maturity. And I've learned and realized that they're not the same. They're not the same thing. And you can never assume that someone is thinking what you're thinking or wants the same things you want. You know, you only can control yourself. You only can control what you're thinking. You only can control your wants, your needs, your desires. You can't control what anyone else wants, feels, or is doing. You know, self-care matters. I know that's something that I have struggled with for years. I struggle taking time for myself. I struggle taking time out of the day or out of the week, even out of the month to put myself first and say, okay, this is what I need to do for me. I need to go get a massage. I need to go for a walk. I need to get a pedicure, a manicure. I need to go for a walk. But it's so important to take care of yourself. It's so important to put you first. And this is something we're going to talk about on another episode. We're going to talk about it through several episodes, actually, because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anyone else. You know, you can't pour from a cup that's empty. And that is so super important. You know, something else I learned is that transparency creates space for healing. You know, you have to be transparent with with people. If somebody is doing something that hurts you, if somebody's doing something that, that you don't like, they don't know that they're hurting you sometimes. They don't know that they're doing something you don't like. You have to be open and honest and say, listen, this is not good for me. This relationship is not what I want. This friendship is not what I want. You're not giving me what I need. And it's okay to say that. It's okay to bring that to someone else's attention. You know, we have to be vulnerable. You know, vulnerability and safe spaces can be a beautiful thing, but you do have to be careful who you are vulnerable with. Not everything is for everybody. Not everything is meant to be shared with everyone. You know, so that's super, super important. And it's just overall, I've actually learned that like growth and taking care of yourself is so important and you always need to put yourself first. So that's something I know that is important for me to remind myself of on a day to day basis. I constantly have to tell myself like, okay, like put yourself first. I have to give myself grace and tell myself you're still learning. You're still growing. You're still becoming the person that you're meant to be. And that's okay. Sometimes I'm going to fall. Sometimes I'm going to struggle. But I have to be willing to give myself that grace and tell myself it's okay. It's okay to be where you are. It's okay to take things one step at a time. And I think that's super important for all of us, you know, to not rush, not rush the process, you know, take things slow and at your own pace and you're going to grow. You're going to excel. You're going to do what you're meant to do and you're going to be the person you're meant to be. So I just wanted to let you guys know that moving forward, moving forward, we are going to be discussing a lot of difficult topics. You know, we're going to be discussing parenting. We're going to be discussing putting ourselves first. We're going to be discussing different types of mental health illnesses. We're going to be discussing toxicity, um, you know, severing ties and relationships that aren't good for us. Um, the next episode, we're going to be talking about self-care tips and putting ourselves first while parenting. Um, this is something I struggle with. This is something a lot of people struggle with. You know, we always want to put those little ones first, but it is very important to take care of you as well. So, you know, we always want to remember, stay positive. You got this and have a great day, everybody.